1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by FanDuel, special offer for new FanDuel users. You can get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to Fandle.com slash RW. Not only will you get that free subscription, but you'll also have that $10 to play with on Fandle. It's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to Fandle.com slash RW. It's going to be a quick podcast. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. And uh, what's going on, dude? Yeah, so you had a
1: dentist appointment earlier this morning, so we couldn't do it before the show, as we often do. I'm traveling afterward, so this is going to be a speed round. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it.
0: All right, let's do it. All right, so... Um,
1: where I am traveling to is the Sunnyvale, that's Yahoo headquarters, to uh, film a segment, not a segment, um, I'm t- doing rehearsal for round one, and then round two and three, so day two of the NFL draft, I'm going to be on camera with a few other people talking the NFL draft. So first, uh, I, want, I want your opinion, do you care at all about the NFL draft?
0: Not one bit. I'd be very happy just to get an email with the results.
1: Well, it's pretty funny for me because uh, I'm going to, like I said, going to be on camera talking about this. Not only do I not watch college football, but they're going to now be asking me about rounds two and three. I don't know. I'm really unclear what I'm going to how much input I'm going to have. I mean, I know like the general. Yes, this team needs an offensive lineman or not. But to ask me the, the, uh, the specifics about a 40 time or something, especially when you get that deep in the draft. Uh, I really have no clue what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, what are they Which thinking? Not, not, not I mean,
1: any different than usual, right? Yeah, but what
0: are they thinking? I mean, it's a stretch even to have you on this podcast, and then to have your mug on video. I mean, what are they, I mean, they just want to drive the company out of business. Yeah, just
1: just like uh, XM show, my parents must have paid them in, in the back. Uh,
0: yeah, something must be going on. Anyway, that's yeah. cool. Just relax. Yeah, no, uh, you probably be nervous, but don't even think about it. Just relax. You just you just talk. Nobody gives a shit. It's not like you're like operating on somebody's brain. You know, yeah, like if it goes wrong, you. it's like, oh, that dude was stumbly during the Yahoo one of the five hundred draft live yeah. commentaries that are online. Like nobody cares.
1: No, I hear you. It is intense though. Like you go in a makeup chair before and there's like really yeah, yeah. bright lights, you know, and there's like, they, produce... they
0: act like it's a big thing, but it's not a big thing. Just relax. Don't think about what you're gonna say, just say what you're gonna say.
1: <clears throat> okay, that makes sense. All right, I'll take your I advice. used to be really
0: nervous. I used to do ESPN uh, news back like 12 years ago. I used yeah, with to be Michael used to... Kim, right? With Michael Kim. Michael Kim, Kim was, was the host on some of them. Linda Cohn, Brian Kenny hosted one. And I'd be so nervous. And I'd be in the dark room with the camera pointing at me. And I'd be hearing like some really famous person. Like Greg Popovich would be on before me on ESPN News. And he'd be chatting away calmly with the host. And they'd be kind of like making jokes with each other. And I'd be like sitting there like in my suit. Like, shitting my pants, like, in the dark room being like, "Uh uh-oh, like, I got to go on next, like, I got to, here's what I'm going to say, and I was, like, going, like, rehearsing in my head, I'm going to say this about this player, and I got to remember to say that about that player, and I was, like, so nervous, and, like, when I got used to it and better at it, I just realized, like, just keep your head free, like, you're talking to somebody, you know the topic, you did your studying, you don't know the topic, so it's worse in your case, but, you know, you did whatever studying you did, like, you know what you know, and then just like keep your head clear like if like right now you don't know what I'm going to ask you or say to you you're not like rehearsing how you're going to respond you probably are cuz you're such a coward but I'm saying most people wouldn't be rehearsing in a situation what they're going to respond to me I'm certainly not rehearsing what you're going to say next or and you just let it flow so you just do the same thing it's hard to do but like once I realized that was the case it was much more enjoyable to do those things
1: Okay all right done that's that's that I'll I'll enter with that strategy for yeah. sure Keep it blunt Okay, next, um, are you following, or
0: how close are you following the uh, NBA playoffs? Not closely at all. As I said, Dre comes on once a week on the show. I Google, like, what's going on. I saw the Cavs and the Warriors swept. Uh, it just seems so likely that those two are going to meet in the finals, but, you know, you never know. So over the last,
1: uh, LeBron's last five first-round series, guess his record.
0: Well, five times, like, 20-1 and one or something like that? 20-0. and 20-0. and 0. Ah, well, good. Good for him.
1: Pretty crazy, though, right? I mean, that that is
0: pretty nuts. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's crazy. But I mean, think uh, about who he's been playing against. It's like East. Like, there's never the eight seed's just not ever anybody good.
1: Right. No, uh, yeah. Rarely is there a two seed, even or even a one seed this year is shaky. But yeah, right. no, I, I got you. But that's still a pretty, pretty, pretty nutty stat. I know uh, one other uh, NBA stat uh, I want to throw at you. So in Game Five of the the Thunder and Rockets, yep, Russell Westbrook was plus twelve in forty two minutes. And OKC was minus eighteen in six minutes with him on the bench.
0: Right. Well, that was like a strong case for MVP. I mean, they already voted, but um, Harden has a really good case. Trevor Ariza, you were uh see the players' tribune. Yeah, we talked about it. Like Richard Sherman had a post. First of all, yeah. they must have a really good editor, because there's no way those like twenty five year old athletes are writing as well as they all do. Like Dion Waiter's had a, a really good post like they're all so polished, the writing. Yeah, I it's heard the not- read I
1: heard that Waiter's one is a must read, actually. It's
0: pretty good. I mean it's not like you know, it's good. I mean, it's definitely good. It's not like as mind-blowing as everyone's saying. I can see why everyone thinks it's cool to like that, but it's, it's all right. But when I was done reading that one, because people were raving about it so much, I saw Trevor Ariza making the case for Harden for MVP, and I thought that was actually really good. So that was worth reading, and, and I, Dre already thought that Harden should be MVP over Westbrook, and after reading, listening to Dre, who I really trust in these matters, and then Ariza making his case, uh, I would also vote for Harden.
1: No, Westbrook has a lot of flaws. I just thought that right there was just a crazy, crazy stat for one game. I mean, obviously it helps that his his bench is so awful. I mean, that that, that contributes to those type of numbers that have a lot of noise in them. But still, I thought that was pretty absurd. But I, I personally would probably vote for for Harden or or even even Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi right. really is the second best player in the NBA, truthfully. But right. Um, all right, let's go to the let's go to talk a little baseball next. Um, this is obviously How's your uh, lead
0: in uh, friends and family that you boasted about so much last week and how I was going to owe you 500 bucks? How's that panning out right now?
1: It's diminished a little bit, but um, what is the date on the calendar right now? It is still,
0: April still 27th. Let me just tell you something. It diminished, and let's, let's be clear to the listeners, to a negative margin. and In other words, you are behind me now. I am the one in second place. And Fred Zinke's in first place, but it's smoke and mirrors. He has way more innings than I do, so that's going to normalize when I catch up. And uh, I have the best team. I have Miggy on the DL, but he's going to come back. And my Bumgarner trade was pressing. I actually I looked into his risky off field activities and I moved him before it was too late.
1: Yeah. First of all, Zinky will make like 80 trades. So don't look too much into what his team looks like now. He, that guy's the most active yeah, but trade. I'm
0: saying the standings are affected by the fact that he's ahead in innings. We're all going to be in the same I, place I at it. the end. So that's got, doesn't matter what you, you can't trade your way out of that.
1: I understand. Um, Yeah, what about Bumgarner, man? That's just uh, so fresh. The Giants have off off to the most nightmare season I I, I can remember. Last night's game against the Dodgers notwithstanding, but, man, Bumgarner. Yeah, that was good timing by you, I'd say, to say the least. Yeah, that
0: was lucky. It was really lucky. And then Sean Kelly, who he threw in, is now the full-time closer. So I got a full-time closer on a great team back for now. Coda Glover's on the DL. He'll probably be back. And I got Kershaw. And I got Jason Kipnis, who was hurt at the time and looks to be perfectly healthy so that was a good deal.
1: Yeah, um oh I see that, uh, I was I'll ask you something but uh, let me keep the theme with your team. You have Strasburg. We talked about this before the season a few times. Um you know the the whole, you know, will his Babbitt lower, and and will these these numbers uh how long can can Cueto, you know, his beat his fifth, you know? Do you know that Cueto right now has given up six homers in 29 innings?
0: Yeah, I look, I mean I love Cueto. I think he's a Great pitcher. I think all that stuff about him beating the FIP is legit. But the the thing, the thing, reason why I liked your side of the argument over pOs is that all that stuff was built in. Strasburg's failing to meet his FIP was built into his draft slot, as was Cueto's beating it. Right? Those, it's not like people were looking at the FIP and drafting them accordingly and like, oh, what great value because Cueto's going to beat it. No, they, So there was only upside for Strasburg should he come closer to it, and only downside for Cueto should he come closer to it. It was already priced in. Their track record of being better than their peripherals or worse than their peripherals was priced into their slot. They would never have been back-to-back or, in or around the same box. You wouldn't have put those two guys in the same box based on peripherals. Strasburg would have been way ahead. The fact that they were in the same box meant that stuff was largely priced in. So I think it was just Cueto for, you know, sort of durability track record, although he's had some oblique problems in the past, too, and Strasburg for the injury risk and the upside. But, you know, knock on wood, it's one month. But I preferred Strasburg, and I have no shares of Cueto and at least three shares of Strasburg.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was interesting about the whole FIP thing. And because the guy, one of his things is the prevention of homers. That's one of, not only, you well, know, holding I, bases. I think and all- in,
0: in, in that park, he'll, unless he's shot, unless he's just throwing too many pitches and it's, you know, he's going down the Felix Hernandez path or whatever. I think he will not allow a lot of homers, you know, with that as no, his totally, home park.
1: No, I think it'll normalize as yeah. as, as well, but man, um, uh, it's just a brutal. I was excited for the Giants this season and, and Bumgarner. I don't know, man. It sound I, an AC joint and you're throwing well, shoulder. Yeah, awesome. that would,
0: it would be truly tragic if he was never the same afterward. Like, yeah. is a guy who never got hurt actually pitching, right? Pitching. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, never spent a day in the DL.
0: Five innings. The day after he pitched before in the World Series game seven, the highest leverage, the highest pressure, the highest adrenaline, they thought, can he go one if needed? He went five and got the win. Bounced back the next year better than before. So the velocity was up this year. So this was sort of an indestructible kind of guy. And for him to get hurt doing something like that, uh, it's just it would be tragic if he weren't the same.
1: Yeah, no, people went crazy when Randy Johnson came in game seven a day rest or, or Annie threw like two thirds of an inning and yeah. Bumgarner five innings on the road, no, as was, you said, the highest, highest stress. Out. Well, that game last night, by the way, the Giants came back into the Daughters, the uh, 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 Mike Morse pinch hit home run off a guy who had only given up one hit all season. It was Morse's first at bat of the season, which is pretty, pretty sick to beat the Dodgers that way. So the obvious question is, and I'm sorry if you've been talked about, I'm sure you've talked about it ad nauseum on XM, but Eric Thames, what what are you making of him, and and where would you take him in a draft if you held one right now? All right, you obviously he hear,
0: You obviously didn't hear the audio clip on uh, from XM that I retweeted that I tweeted out yesterday. We got into it. I said I would not trade I would not trade him for Encarnacion or Nelson Cruz or Robbie Cano. It would take Freddie Freeman, Joey Votto, Anthony Rizzo to get him from me. Okay, that's where mid second round basically is where I have him, mid to late second, and. I don't have any shares. I was obviously talking him up, and we were talked about it on this podcast. So what would Trout do in the KBO? Would he have beaten Thames's numbers? Probably not. Like all this stuff. But I was such a coward. Like normally in life, you're such a coward, and it's so disgustingly laughable and horrendous and embarrassing at the same time. But in this instance, I was the coward, and I quote intended to get him in like lots of places. I even how over would the friends and family league be if I took him instead of Jackie Bradley, like I intended to before I bitched out. Uh, it was just the dumbest thing I've ever done. So it's really painful for me to see this every day that I have him nowhere, even though I kept saying, oh, I'm going to get him, and I just didn't do it. And I said to Jeff on the radio, I said, There's, the question is merely one of two things. He's either very good, meaning 30 to 35, 290, or he's great, meaning 40 plus, 300 plus. To me, that's the only question left. And I hope that he's just merely good and passing on him in the 12th round or the ninth round of friends and family, whatever, is just a, a normal mistake and not a devastating mistake where you're you're getting a first-round guy in the ninth or 10th or 12th, and you wanted to get him, but you thought, oh, I'll wait another round just to get better ADP value or whatever cowardly reason I had, and I'm fearing that it might be the latter. But I'm hoping he's just ordinary good. I think it's established beyond doubt given the magnitude of what he's done in this sample, and then you have thrown the KBO to bolster it. It's a large sample over four years now that this guy's very good.
1: I totally agree. Uh, barring this latest little hamstring issue, isn't a, isn't right. an issue uh, lingering? But the walks are there, 16 already. The park we talked about—it's like, uh, it's like the best for left-handed power. Um, I'm totally a, a buyer, and I, I would even argue a late first-round pick, frankly. I mean, right. I, I think I, I think he's just a monster, and he's going to continue to be. So, so if you have
0: Freddie Freeman and I offer you Thames, you pull the trigger.
1: I, I'd probably I'd prefer Thames, yeah. Okay. Um, Votto, it, it is interesting. Votto. It is, pull
0: the trigger? Yeah, I had
1: Freeman ahead of Otto entering the year, so yeah. I, okay. I, I, Rizzo? I,
0: I, Rizzo for Thames? Who do you take? Now we're getting close. Um, I've probably... Rizzo's I'd got guess. four steals. I was I was shitting on Rizzo this preseason, I, but I he's I running now, so that, that changes that. we yeah, got to I mean, wrap this up, man. My XM know, show started you know, eight,
1: it's weird that eight of his 11 homers are against the Reds, so that must at right. least be... No, no, year. he's
0: not this good, but I'm not saying he's going to hit 75 homers and bat 400. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to be this good. This is not... What you need to do is destroy the bad pitching and accumulate massive stats, and then be decent against yeah, know, people, good pitching. No,
1: no, no one destroys bad pitching this way and gets overwhelmed by good pitching. That right. is, that that's that's right. not happen. But that so no, good. he's uh, he, he's going to be yeah. No, obviously regression right. is coming. He's going to be a monster. One last question: Was the Chris Coughlin slide the best you've ever seen?
0: It was pretty badass. I I, have to, I give it I, that was that was cool. And usually those those uh, gifs that everybody's tweeting out are overrated, but that one was legit.
1: I totally agree. No, doubt up it So, so nice talking to you, Liz. And I wanted, right. I, I just noticed this morning that you did a political thread on Twitter and it's too bad that the listeners can't get to hear you no. uh, pontificate here.
0: Check it out. Chris underscore Liz. You probably, the only listeners we have follow me on Twitter anyway, but check out the political thread. I, I don't know. It just uh, seemed appropriate given uh, that Obama took 400K to make a speech. Uh, I'm sure we know that's not because he's a great speaker. He is a great speaker, but he's not that great of a speaker. So, all right, man. We'll, uh, we'll catch up on the show and then talk next week. All right. Later, list. All right, Don. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Fandle. There's a special offer for new Fandle users. Get a six-month free RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on Fandle. Go to Fandle.com RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on Fandle. That's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to Fandle.com RW.